Hey guys, it's Kim. And Erica, remember us? <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. So we have some exciting news. We actually—that's a drum roll. That's a drum <laughs> roll. We um, have decided to rebrand on a side business that we had, and we've probably mentioned on our podcast before, um, called Joy Boost. And we'll, we are officially rebranding Embrace Yourself to Joy Boost because we just love the name. It makes us happy, and I think that it really represents. Uh, the direction we're trying to go in. What do you think, Erica? Agreed. Should we go for it? I think we should go for <laughs> it. I agree. No, I think that you're right. It does, when you think, when at least Kim and I think about the phrase joy boost and how it came about and the intention behind that lifestyle brand, it really does put a smile on your face. And the idea is that this podcast is a way for us to explore different topics with our audience, with you that will bring more joy into our lives, you know, help find clarity, uh, help us find direction, help us find purpose, and help us find more joy in that process. And so it really speaks, while we still want you to continue to embrace yourself, <laughs> it really speaks to more of a future thinking um, and calling in some more excitement, happiness, joy, and positivity, gratitude into our lives on a daily basis. So that's what this has always been about from day one. Yes. And we think Joy Boost just has a little bit more of a snazzy, pizzazzy, um, fun kind of a, a feel, which is really where we wanted to go. Yeah. We, we want to put smiles on your faces too. We probably told this story back in one of our old podcasts, but Eric and I were out on a hike and we were both just feeling down. And I kind of turned to Erica and I said, you know what? I need a joy boost. And it's kind of says it all yep. in that name. Um, and so we just really like that idea. So we, we will henceforth be known as joy boost. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look for all things joy boost in the future. No. Um, Trademarked. <laughs> so what we wanted to talk about today is believing in your own path. Um, I would say that. Eric and I have both been on really these incredible self-pursuant journeys where we are seeking our own, our own joy. And um, although they both, they just kind of have different methods of getting there. Erica right. is pursuing more of a, a marketing and she's, she's, Erica's such a mover and a shaker and connector and she's so good with like... Aww, bringing shit. people together and making things happen and as you anyone that knows me or in past podcasts I am more of the wallflower and the introvert and so that is honestly why Eric and I feel like we're a good pair because we complement each other rather than being the same person we really challenge each other to grow and we um we like that we kind of create this joy because we we have to dig deep to like understand find, each other yeah mm -hmm. and it, and it's it I really would encourage you to find friendships like that because it's you can be um, real authentic yeah. genuine you know you call each other out and then you circle back on when things get uncomfortable or you know and and we, we'll talk about our friendship 
um, I'm sure in a future podcast, (laughs) but I also want to call out because Kim just, you know, so graciously shared a little bit about what she sees as my skills, but I want to call out hers in that the, you know, one of the reasons we've had a, a pause in the podcast is because as Kim said, we've both been pursuing our own paths and our own direction. And, and what I will say is our, our idea of starting joy boost as the lifestyle brand, what, two years ago or more, I think it was more three, yeah. three years ago, uh-huh. what we know now, but we didn't necessarily know then was that that was a stepping stone to our future paths. Yeah. We thought it was the path and what we both realized me and my business um, and then Kim and hers with the, with Timberline Flower Farm um, is we learned a lot of lessons through starting Joy Boost, trying to run Joy Boost, getting distracted from Joy Boost, and then ultimately closing Joy Boost that it wasn't a failure by any stretch of the imagination. It was really a stepping stone in our confidence building so that we really could step out into our own paths, which interesting both of us have chosen to do. Kim's flower farm is thriving. It's beautiful. If you're ever in Reno, you should come visit. Um, But she's exploring so many different ways to bring more joy to our community through beauty and flowers and experience and finding peace and having a sanctuary. Um, and, And that's really a remarkable gift that Kim has looked at what can I offer the world and this is the way she's chosen to do it. And it's remarkable to see her on that path. You know, you don't jump from point A to point Z, yeah. right? Yeah. We're all on a path and, and me and my business too. And I think that's one of the things, that's why today's topic is, you know, being confident and finding your own path and exploring what that looks like. We wanna dive in a little bit about the steps along the way and the pitfalls along the way and what we've learned, but also the importance of trusting yourself mm-hmm. and taking some risks um, to explore who you are and what you want to contribute to this life. Yeah. So I, I love one of the, the things that happened recently. I was, <clears throat> I was traveling and, and Erica for Christmas two years ago, got me these beautiful metal signs for my farm and one of them I mounted on my barn and then the other one was just kind of waiting for its spot to occur and I really love what the signs represent because you know the the way I have this sign mounted in the barn it's kind of in my safe space like you have to come into my property in my home and I have to like welcome you in in order to see that I have this business right and so while I was traveling um some of my helpers put the other sign literally on the road mounted to this beautiful stand and it's gorgeous and it was shocking to me how much I was like oh my gosh this is real oh my gosh this is real oh my gosh like people can now like drive down the road and see that I'm actually doing something here rather than keeping it like really close to the fold and in my own little safe space. So it was, um, it was really shocking, um, how much it 
made me fearful and afraid and like all the things of like, oh my gosh. What were you afraid of? I, I don't even know. I don't even know failure? what I was afraid of. Not even failure of just... Um, Exposure and vulnerability? Yeah, like kind of having to own it out to the real world rather than in my safe community. It's so fascinating. And, and now now I absolutely love it. And I get to like be out in the farm and people like uh, come up and ask about it. And I love talking to them about it. So it like really pushed a boundary that I was already ready to push. I just was really afraid to push it. And the thing that was so funny is my neighbors, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, what are my neighbors going to say? <laughs> like, are they going to get mad at me that I, I mean, it's just all the stupid stuff, all the childhood stuff of like being wrong and getting caught and having shame about doing something wrong or, you know, things like that. And and I really, really appreciate my neighbor walking past one day who literally lives across the street. And, and he said, not only is your sign stunning and beautiful, but I love the name. I love what you're doing. I love, and, and, and so all of this questioning and all this fear. Insecurity. Yeah, just like disappeared because he's like, I think it's amazing. And it's like a neighbor that, that I um, respect. He's a very successful person. And so, so it's just such a funny, um, you know, here I'm in my early fifties and I'm still growing and, of course and dealing with like all these, you know, fears and vulnerabilities. And I love it. I love, um, and, and I love to, it. And to be fair, like, you know, <laughs> Kim's also in her business and we'll, you know, I'll, I'll share a little bit about my fears and stepping out, you know, in, in a little bit, but one of the things that Kim has talked about for years is hosting workshops and that she's mm-hmm. always wanted to have her farm or her place be a sanctuary. But there's always been lots of ideas and not a lot of execution. And it's not for lack of desire or wanting, but I think this whole experience has maybe shown a little light on that fear of putting yourself out there and being curious about how people are going to respond. You, you slowly built your confidence that, Hey, maybe I am going to get a positive reception. Mm -hmm. And then Kim has been hosting workshops, painting workshops, uh, you know, welcoming farm groups to come learn and tour. Mm -hmm. And the more you do that. And of course, every single time like clockwork, the response is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> and so positive and validating. But it is interesting to look back and think, well, what was I so scared of? Yeah. Right? What was I so fearful about? Like, it's always been a great idea. And yet, why now? Like, what, what, what's different now for you? Is it because you feel like you've gotten a little validation? Um, or that you, like, tested the waters enough and got enough feedback? You're like, okay, I can put it out. Um, put it out there like what's different for you about that I mean you know sadly one of the interesting things is I had to get insurance on my property you know and so inviting strangers into your home where they could trip and fall Ah. and not having uh you know a big insurance policy um it's it it, you have to hold your 
myself back just to be wise about it. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, that's why kind of pushing out beyond that comfort of my own circle of, you know, acquaintances and friends, you know, you, you do have to be smart about it. And so part of that was believing that I can do the steps and juggling the work um, in order to just create the farm with the administrative side of, you know, making sure that the farm is safe and that my family's safe and all, of, you know, all of those things. So, so it, it's, it's, it's a fine balance, right? Of trying to make sure that you're moving forward smartly. Yeah. But you're not also stuck on step two, you know, paralyzed forever. with fear. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, a, a lot of it was, was like, oh, yeah, my ducks aren't quite in a row. Like, they're almost in a row, but they're not quite in, in a row. And, um, yeah, so that was just an, an interesting reality. And that just took calling my insurance company and getting that, that part done. Um, and and I agree, Erica, like, it, it has been magical when people come here and I get to share, you know, the amazing creek right now and just... Which, if you hear, like, some low-level <laughs> background noise, it's the raging creek that's, what, probably 100 feet from us, but is very, very loud. Yes. It's very um, giving up lots of negative ions to just fill the soul up, so it's amazing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, Erica, to you, what what do you think were some of your... I mean, obviously, we, we address some fears with you shifting into your business, right? You yeah. want to share some of those? Sure. So I actually founded my business, Pivot Creative Consulting, about seven years ago with the idea of leaving the nonprofit space as an employed executive director, director of development or advancement, communications and marketing person, and running my own business and helping other non-business, like small businesses and nonprofits tell their stories. And when it happened, it kind of happened accidentally and quickly, but I was like, no, I think I'm ready. And when I started into it, I pumped the brakes really fast because in retrospect, and I I don't think I would have admitted this at the time, or maybe I would have, I was really, really scared. Mm -hmm. I was scared to put myself out there. I was scared that... I wouldn't find clients. I was scared I wouldn't be able to make a living. I was scared people would think my work was terrible. I mean, you think about imposter syndrome, I had it. And so seven years ago, I started my business and I kind of dabbled in it and I was very self, I don't want to say self-sabotaging, but I did not walk confidently into that, mm-hmm. which of course the universe knows and understands and it, it reflects all of that back at you. So I really believe we'll talk about this later, but you know, you need to speak your desires into existence and, and, and dream them and (laughs) see them and reaffirm them daily until you create them. But I, I thought I, it could just do it and it would be magical. And I, then I got nervous and scared. So I ended up kind of going back to my comfort zone. (laughs) I took a position at a nonprofit that was supposed to be part-time. I did it part-time for about six months and then I turned it into a full-time job. 
And I ended up really diving into that for five years while I limped my business along Mm -hmm. until it became really clear that I had grown beyond the nonprofit I was running. Great work, great nonprofit, love what they do. But I built confidence Mm -hmm. also through our joy boost business, Mm -hmm. gaining my own personal maturity. I, I changed and I gained my own business. I mean, I gained my own confidence to say, you know what? I was insecure before, but now I know I trust myself. Yeah. And I, I trust that I know what I'm doing and I'm not perfect at everything by any means, but I, I believe in myself now more than I did seven years ago. And that coincided with a friend of ours who I've been a colleague with for a long time, who also decided to go on her own path. And she said, Erica, I think we need a partner. We need to, you know, we, it's time. And I was like, you know what? She's right. It's time. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. It was time. <laughs> it was time for so many reasons. And in yes. fact, it was probably over time. Yeah. And I waited and stayed too long because of my fear. Mm-hmm. And staying too long is a very important piece of knowledge, right? That's knowing when to leave. I think there's a meme going around about that, right? The relationship, the job, the environment, the school, the whatever. It's a skill. (laughs) And I tend to stay too long. So I'm learning and growing about all these things. So I decided just last year, at the end of last year, that I was done. And on April 15th of this year, I dove headlong into my own business And it's been going gangbusters and I could not be more thrilled. So Kim and I, who normally spend so much time together, have been, have seen the space between us grow a little (laughs) bit, hence the gap in the podcast, because we've been really diving into our own paths in a, in a way that is so cool and beautiful because I'm, I feel like we're mature, confident women who finally are confident in who we are Mm -hmm. and how we can contribute to our communities. And we're okay with that. We're not so scared. Yeah, I I would agree. And, and a lot of the beauty of that is we both are so excited about what we're doing that like our passion, like you almost get into such a flow that you forget, you forget that the world's out there and everything. And certainly I, I know that happens in the garden and I know that happens when you're sitting there working with clients, you know, but that's a place you really have worked so hard to be, Yes. you know, to be able to have that undistracted time and that, that focused effort. And, you know, I think that, um, especially at our age, you know, my kids are, I'm just about to be an empty nester. Erica still has a little ways, but not not just a few years. Just a few years. But it seems like when that time you start to like see that little glimmer of like, oh wow, I see like who am I again? It's time for me, like showing up, and and I think after you know raising kids, whether you're raising them or not, or some other job, but you get so excited that you can finally like sadly justify that time for yourself that you have you can say nope I'm gonna say no to this this and this and I feel like I have legitimate cause reason you know all of those things to finally pursue my passions 
and I, and I think it fills you up. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we've been around the block long enough to know that we can trust our gut. You can trust yourself and you also have enough experience or lived enough life in, in whatever experience you've had to say, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to lean on someone who knows more than me about certain things. Asking for help isn't, you stop thinking about it as a sign of weakness and it becomes a superpower mm-hmm. because you're like, Hey, I need some help in this. I don't understand this insurance or whatever that is. And then you easily reach out to people who can support you in those areas. And it just grows your confidence and network and your ease with which your willingness to pursue your dreams and what you want. And you have the time to, to, so you have the time and the confidence. And I think, you know, it's funny, I'm being reminded of a conversation I had with my father. There's this, by the way, a beautiful dragonfly, (laughs) which I haven't seen all since last summer, but there's a beautiful (laughs) dragonfly fluttering around us. Yeah. Um, I remember talking to my father a long ways back and he, I was, I think we were talking about buying a house, you know, when I was much younger and my parents live in a beautiful home and my dad kind of laughed and said something to the effect of, you can't expect to have what your mother and I have in our seventies when you're in your thirties. Yeah. It took us 40 years to build what we have. So right. d- don't look at yourself as being unworthy or incapable or not um, that you couldn't uh, get there. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a little grace because it takes time to build the things you want to build. It takes time to build the life you want. And in our you know current culture, there's this rush sensibility and this ethos of rushing, and you you should have everything yesterday. And you should have that home and you should have the relationship and you should already have children and you should already have your dream job. And I guess those words from my dad coupled with this conversation really hit home that your journey, your, you know, your path is a journey and everything you're experiencing is a stepping stone on that journey. And there's no wrong time. Mm Mm-hmm. It comes when it comes and when you're ready and when you have the confidence and the, the ability to take a deep breath and be willing to take a risk. So you may be out there right now thinking about that passion you have. You'd love to start your own business or you really want to switch jobs or you want to move cities or you want to do something. Keep thinking about that. Keep speaking about that. Keep putting that out there, but recognize just because it doesn't happen next month doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Right? Yeah, and, and what I love is so my my oldest son is actually doing an internship this year and he's, he's not paid, but the beauty of it that we talk about every day is like, oh my gosh, what did you learn today? And so he's getting free training, which is incredible. And it it really reminds me of just all of the, you know, volunteer things that I did that I got so much experience from, you know, and even just managing things myself around here. Um, so don't be afraid to just go volunteer somewhere and get some experience and have someone teach you. And, you know, especially if it's something you have a big passion for, like, like if you want to start your own jewelry company, 
you can think about, oh my gosh, you know, point Z is I'm a successful owner of a jewelry company. But, but think back to all the steps that went into place when you look at someone else who owns a successful jewelry right. company. What did they go through? And instead of thinking, oh, I could never do that or that's such a big heavy lift and oh God, I'd have to quit my job and do this and do that. Don't start there. Start, yeah. maybe there's someone in your region or your area who owns a company that does jewelry, like what you'd like to do and reach out to them and say, Hey, can I volunteer in your shop on Saturdays? Can I mentor, can you mentor me? Or can I just help out a little bit here and there? I just want to be in the environment mm -hmm. so I can learn what it's like. Yeah. You may discover that maybe you love making jewelry, but running your own jewelry business isn't your passion. Yeah. Right. 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 Or you might say, no, I can totally do this and it's going to take these steps and it will take me five years to build up to that. And then you start to develop your own plan to do that, right? Yeah. And so I think your point is so well taken. Put yourself in the environment that you want to see yourself in, even if it's in a small way. Yeah, no, and I, I, I love the try it on. Try it sure. on. Because you might get way into it and put all this money into it, and you're like, I hate this. I hate doing this you know yep. it's so funny because for our family like I manage our finances like I manage all the you know I do all of that and when I went into my business I'm like I don't want to do that yeah. so the first thing I did was hire a bookkeeper because I'm like I want to do what I want to do in my business I want to do the fun stuff I want to do the creative stuff and I want to work in the garden and all of that and so I had to really um, be aware that that was something, as I was setting up my business, that I didn't want to do. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, I mean, I don't. I would weed more than I would deal with my own bookkeeping, <laughs> but, but that's because I already do it on a personal level. Right. And so then it just felt like too much on my plate in that aspect of our life, you know? I want to... Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. But I... But I... Um, I love that, like trying on, you know, trying on the shoes and, and see, you know, see how that fits and then take the time to really like reflect on it. I mean, I think so much we're distracted by this and this and this and this. And it's like, sit on the porch, stare, think about it. Don't be entertained by something and just see where your mind goes around it. Yeah. Know? And, and not be afraid to take steps in the direction of the thing that you feel is calling you. Mm -hmm. Even if those steps are baby steps and maybe they're big steps, maybe they're baby steps, but really kind of outlining what, what are those ways that you can start leaning into what you think is calling you just a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to just wholesale quit your job move across the country or to another country and then dive into that passion though you, you, can. Can. <laughs> you can you absolutely can <laughs> yes but you don't have to you don't have to you can as kim said try it on for size little by little mm -hmm. to test the waters and make sure that it's something that you love but you know i wanted to circle back to something we talked about earlier which is this idea of speaking you know 
some, some people, you know, Gabby Bernstein is manifesting or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It is important to envision yourself in the future that you'd like to create for mm-hmm. yourself. Yes. There's something about that that helps your brain put together the steps between A and Z. Mm-hmm. When instead of just thinking that Z is so far out there, I could never achieve it. When you really start to envision and think about yourself there, um, you start, your brain starts to automatically put together a plan and some steps to, to lean into that and allow yourself to daydream and think about that. I actually just heard a great story yesterday. Um, I don't know if anyone here is familiar with an actress. Her name is Niecy Nash. Mm-hmm. In Reno, we're familiar with her from Reno 911. She's one of the cops in mm-hmm. Reno 911. She was in the, the Dahmer documentary. I mean, she's all over the place. You see her face. If you Google Niecy Nash, you will know her face. But she was saying how this great story of when she was about seven or eight years old, she was walking down Hollywood, the Walk of Fame, with her father. And she was hopping on all the stars. Mm-hmm. And she was telling her dad that she was going to have a star, too. Uh-huh. And her dad, of course, was like, okay, cool, Nisi. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. And then out of a building walked an older gentleman who had lots of people taking pictures of him. And she stopped and she looked at her dad and she said, dad, is he, does he have a star? And her dad said, Nisi, that's Ed Asner. Yes, he has a star. He's mm-hmm. a famous actor. And she said, okay. And she wriggled her hand free from her dad. She ran up to Ed Asner as a seven-year-old, tugged on his shirt, looked him in the eye and said, where's your star? And he smiled and he, he pointed to the one on the ground. And she said, I'm going to have a star one day too. <laughs> and he smiled at her and he said, okay, I believe you. Huh. And she said, she said, as they were like, her dad was trying to pull her away. She yelled and put her, cupped her hands over her mouth and <laughs> yelled at him and said, remember my name, Nisi Nash. I'm going to have a star. <laughs> That's cute. And when she got her star, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which mm-hmm. she has. Uh-huh. She reached out to Ed Asner's people and said, you may not remember me, but I want you to know that I'm getting my star. Uh-huh. And his, he wrote back to her with a card that had a star drawn on it with her name in the middle of it. And he said, of course I remember you. I knew you would get a star. I'm so proud of you. But he said he wasn't able to make her ceremony, but he was really proud of her. And then while she's kneeling down at the Hollywood Walk of Fame or getting her star or whatever, she looked up and he was standing there. (laughs) And she said she just started to bawl. Why are you making me cry? I know. And he walked up to her and he hugged her and he said, of course I remember you. This is, you know, I knew you would. Yeah. And she said, that's the power of speaking what you want out to the universe, even if no one else is listening. Yeah. Remember my name. Yeah. That's where I'm going. And you don't have to, you can, I know you're crying. I'm crying. Such a great story. (laughs) But, but it's so true. Even if for now, the only people who hear you are the birds Uh 
and the leaves and the wind and the trees, when you yell it out loud, you hear you. And then maybe you can share that vision with your close circle that you trust and say, you know what? I want to do X. I'm going to do X. It may take me a long time, but this is important to me. And start stepping into it. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, I love that. And, and it's funny. I, I will say I'm I'm somewhat good about that. And my poor husband, because, <laughs> you know, he's like going fishing for the weekend years ago. And he's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm going to re- retile the kitchen. And he's like, okay, whatever. And, he, you know, he comes back and I've retiled the kitchen. And then, you know, at our house here, he's like, oh, what are you doing with that space up there? I'm like, oh, I'm going to put a flower farm up there (laughs) he's like oh wow you really build a flower farm (laughs) and so it is it is funny and I I really try to drive that concept um into my boys a lot because I think it's a really important thing and on that same token I love the idea of um there was a really funny like Steve Harvey had a thing like sitting in first class I think I said it yes yes And he said, you know, at one point in your life, buy yourself a first class ticket and sit in first class just so you know what it feels like. And you can, you can envision that, um, yourself there. Yeah. You can envision yourself there. And so it, I just love that idea. And I love like, cause his whole point was once you experience what it is you want, right. You will start to make plans to make that your reality. Yeah. What do I need to do so that I can fly first class? Yeah. I'm giving myself permission <laughs> to think about how do I get there? Not that is not ever anything I could do. Not something. It's not an, it's not the mentality of that's never, that's never going to be me. Right. It's the mentality of I'm going to be there. What do I need to do to get there? Yeah. And that's the difference is you deserve to be there. You deserve a first class seat mm-hmm. if you put the work in to get yourself there. Yeah. And you, But you deserve to take up enough space to say, and I'm going to figure out how I get there. Right? Yeah. And I, I like the trying on shoes thing in the sense of, um, you know, rent an Airbnb. Like rent a house that you think would be like your dream home. And the cool thing about it is why you're there you can be like wow this is amazing you also might discover that it's a lot to take care of and it's big and it's not and maybe lonely that's not your dream yeah. yeah like maybe you're like oh wow I've got to wash these windows and I've got to you know like so it's those are good shoes to try on as well and and yep. with Airbnb and VRBO like we have a great environment to like try that out Yep. And uh, maybe maybe find out that the reality of having a home like that is not quite as dreamy <laughs> as it seems to be on vacation. Um, or maybe it's the most amazing thing <laughs> and that's exactly what you want. Exactly. And then it's like, okay, what do I need to do to move closer to that? Right. You right. know? For sure. So I think... Um, Back to just believing in your own path. I would just probably encourage you to just start to listen to those little voices. Start to listen to, um, 
the little things that kind of make your heart flutter, make your eyes light up. And, um, you know, if you need, if you need some direction or a little change in your life, you're, you're the answer to that. And maybe you just need the time to actually start listening to yourself because ultimately you are your best coach and your best guide. Um, you just have to slow down and be able to listen to what you're saying. And also, I, I mean, to add to that, because I, I think that's amazing, is to also think about and explore what gifts do you bring the world? What do you do that's, or that you could learn to do that's unique and special? And what do you love to give of yourself? You know, is it is it making things? Is it growing things? Is it helping people? Is it connecting people? Like, as you said, the things that make you light up, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a, a tangible thing. Right. What, what, so how, how can I be of service to the universe and to the world and to other people and help make this a better life for as many people as I choose to interact with? And think about that. Like, what, what do you, not, what have what has everyone told you you're good at? Yeah, I agree. But what do you feel that you're good at and what do you want to do? And then and then think about and then start trying that on. Mm-hmm. What if you lean into those pieces? Yeah. You know, what brings you joy? What brings you joy? <laughs> what boosts your joy? Holy cow. Oh, look at that's that. Full, full circle. <laughs> full circle. But I think that's an important distinction distinction because we're we're so fixated on what other people think we're good at, that we just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's great. You may be great at finances, per your example, which Kim is phenomenal at managing money and investments and all of that. But she was very clear. That's not what she wanted to do. She wants to grow flowers and bring more joy and happiness to people's lives. So she is really good at business and finance and money management. But that doesn't mean that's what she has to go into for her life. Now, right. she can apply that skill to growing flowers and the flower farm. But Kim's, her path is leaning in to the beauty and the joy. Right? So, yeah. ag- again, just because you are good at something um, and people tell you you're good at it, that makes it a very awesome option. But it's not your only option. Well, and I, I really, I think that we talked about it before taking that 16 personalities test or just like discovering what your personality type is. Um, because I think that even though I believe that you can accomplish and put your mind to succeed in whatever you really, really have a drive for, it is worth looking at, um, mentors and people that are, you know, setting an example for success on the the interests that you have and not that I really want you to compare because comparison is the killer of joy, but it is worth noting, you know, oh, this person is super outgoing and super charismatic or whatever. And I'm like super shy and introvert. Like maybe that's not my gig. Or, you know, maybe that's a side of you that you haven't discovered yet. Maybe you are that person. But I think that um, personality test is kind of fun just to be aware of, like, I'm going to bust this door open, but I need to do it my way because I know myself. 
Yeah. And I know where my strengths and weaknesses are. And although I admire that mentor, my path might need to be a little different because I'm different of my personality. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it's having the confidence mm-hmm. to really believe in yourself. Yeah. And know yourself. But you have to know yourself. I guess that's really my point. Yeah. yeah is know yourself. Um, so I hope that you had fun with our conversation today. We really encourage you to just believe in yourself, believe in a really cool path to just make your life amazing. Like, and it doesn't even have to be a career. It could be a hobby. It could be volunteering. Yeah. Volunteering, maybe a road trip. Maybe you just want to go explore somewhere that you've always dreamed of going, but believe in the path to get there because there's a reason it continues to call to you and it might be worth starting to listen to that, you know, so that you don't look back and be like, oh, I really wish I had done blah, 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 A, B, or C, or yep. Z, whatever. Yep. And start trying it on for size. Yeah. Just a little bit. Or dive in. Your choice. Or dive in. What, oh, also good too. Whatever your comfort level <laughs> is. Um, we're certainly not going to just you know, discourage you from doing that. But, um, I, I think that's a, that's a great place to kind of wrap up our, our circle back on embrace yourself. And now joy boost. Um, uh, we we're glad you're listening with us. We're excited to do these more regularly. Uh, <laughs> Kim and I definitely need to do that, uh, for, yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and for hopefully all of you, we've been getting enough requests to kind of kick it back off. So we're happy to be here today. I know. Thanks for joining us. You guys. Thank you, and we wish you a great holiday weekend coming up. It's going to be 4th of July in a couple of days. We'll be posting this, obviously, right before then. But, you know, give us a listen on your, hopefully maybe on one of your drives, and uh, and join us again next time. Don't forget to boost your joy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.